Good morning and happy Easter. Look at that. Look at the sunrise. That was my picture when I got out to my kitchen window this morning. Are you doing good? Are you having a good day? Because we are. I uh, have the special, oh, because of the virtual background, you might not be able to see it, but it's my Jesus mug today. But maybe if I drink from it, there it is. See that? When you put, my daughter got me this. When you put coffee in it and it gets hot, it says, instead of saying Jesus saves, it says Jesus shaves. So, but then when it gets cool again, it says Jesus saves. So don't worry, he always saves. I'm glad that you're here this morning. My son is here, Corey's here, hanging out with us this morning at home. And uh, I'm just excited about the opportunity to be in your home and you in my home this morning and uh it's gonna be a good day i know that we've been going through the book of james but i'm setting that aside this week as uh he's talking about rich people and i really think that it's um it fits it's fitting to where we are right now with the whole corona thing but it's easter sunday so we're gonna do the easter message today and I hope that your kids are around because I want them to hear the Easter message today. So I'm excited. I've got Ron about to come on here. I've got Dale Speckman coming on here singing. We've got a couple of other people that are going to come on here, hopefully. And I'm just excited about this morning sharing Easter Sunday morning. Jesus is alive and well. He has risen from the tomb. The tomb is empty. So I want to get Ron on here. And ask him to start. You there? I'm here. Can we hear? Yo. I lost you there. Get get your wife to turn your video on. I tried that. Yeah, we tried. Cameron. Is it on now? I tried to. Should be good. Nail back off. All right, Ron Cox. Happy Easter. Happy Easter, Rusty. How are you, my brother? I'm good. You are? Yep. Empty yeah. tomb. All yeah. good. That is exactly right, man. I'm going to like mute myself and turn my camera off and let you go. All right, buddy. Good morning. It's like a picture that you painted for me A love letter in the sky So I could have had a really different story But you came down from heaven to restore me Forever save my life. 
Nobody loves me like you love me, Jesus. I stand in awe of your amazing ways. I worship you as long as I am breathing. God, you are faithful and true. Nobody loves me like you. You're breaking down the weight of all my mountains Even when it feels like I'm surrounded You never leave my side oh, oh. Nobody loves me like you love me, Jesus I stand in awe of your amazing ways I worship you as long as I am breathing God, you are faithful and true Nobody loves me like you Oh, what a song to sing Oh, what a song to sing Oh, what a song to sing Oh, what a song my heart keeps singing Oh, what a song to sing Oh, what a song to sing Oh, what a song to sing Oh, what a song my heart keeps singing Nobody loves me like you love me, Jesus I stand in awe of your amazing ways I worship you as long as I am breathing God, you are faithful you are so faithful Nobody loves me like you love me, Jesus I stand in awe of your amazing ways I worship you as long as I am breathing God, you are faithful and true Nobody loves me like you Nobody loves me like you Nobody loves me like you. On, oh, you're so good, man. So good. Love being able to hear you this morning. Guess what? We're gonna bring our friend Dale Specton on. There he is. Dale, you ready? I think so. Can Happy you hear Easter, me? my friend. Happy Easter. Thank you for doing this this morning. Well, thanks for having me. You know I love it. All right. It's all you, man. Good morning, everybody. Happy Easter. <coughs> these, uh, these Zoom services are, are fantastic. We're all learning to adapt, right? Um, Rusty asked, uh, asked us to uh, give him a shout on what song we'd like to do. And when I told him what song, he was like, that's perfect for you. That is your story. 
And uh, there's no secret I'm a big Zach Williams fan. But when I heard this song, it's got uh, Dolly Parton on it, man. She is unbelievable. If you haven't heard this song, the recorded version, There Was Jesus by Zach Williams and Dolly Parton, I urge you to listen to it. It's just absolutely gorgeous. Um, and I'll do my best to do it for you today. But um, There Was Jesus is such a, um, it, it's, it's the only message, really. Um, everywhere you turn, he's always there waiting for you. And, uh, just like this morning in, in the sunrise that Rusty saw when he woke up and Shelly and I were just making deviled eggs and looking out our window, she goes, Oh, look. And then in the Southern sky, there's a rainbow. And, uh, he just, he's always, he's always there. And no matter, uh, no matter where you are in your life, he's, he's there whenever you need him. And when you don't, <laughs> of course, we always need him, right? <clears throat> Every time I try to make it on my own Every time I try to stand and start to fall All those lonely roads that I've traveled There was Jesus When the life I built came crashing to the ground When the friends I had nowhere to be found I couldn't see it then, but I can see it now But there was Jesus In the wedding searching in the healing and the hurting like a blessing buried in the broken pieces every minute every moment where i've been where i'm going even when i didn't know it i couldn't see there was jesus For this man needs amazing kind of grace For forgiveness at a price I couldn't pay I'm not perfect so I thank God every day There was Jesus There was Jesus In the wedding in the searching, in the healing and the hurting, like a blessing buried in the broken pieces. Every minute, every moment, where I've been, where I'm going, even when I didn't know, couldn't see There was Jesus on the mountain, in the valley. There was Jesus in the shadow of the eye. There was Jesus in the fire in the blood. Always is and always was. Whoa. I never 
always there In the wedding, in the searching In the healing and the hurting Like a blessing buried in the broken pieces Every minute, every moment Where I've been and where I'm going Even when I didn't know Um, this next one is a old, old hymn, kind of in my own style. Um, this is called, I have decided to follow Jesus. Um, great old song. Love the old hymns. Always reminds me of my mama. All right. I have decided to follow Jesus I have decided to follow Jesus I have decided to follow Jesus no turning back no turning back the world behind me cross before me the world behind me the cross before me the world behind me the cross before me no turning back no turning back though none go with me still I will follow None go with me, still I will follow. None go with me, still I will follow. No turning back, no turning back. Will you decide now to follow Jesus? Will you decide now? To follow Jesus, will you decide now to follow Jesus? No turning back, no, no turning back. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus have decided to follow Jesus no turning back no turning back happy Easter everybody that's beautiful Dale nice Thank work you. happy Easter to your family too man Thank you. All right. Start video.
stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. And I love that old cross where the dearest and best for a world of lost sinners was slain. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last I pay down. I will cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a crown to the old rugged cross I will ever be true it's shame and reproach I'm gladly bear Then he'll call me someday To my home far away Where his glory forever I'll share So I'll cherish the old rugged cross Till my trophies at last I lay down. I will cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a crown. I'll exchange it someday for a crown. Ron. What's that? You know what you're looking at? Well, yes, I do now. Because I told you earlier. Yeah, it looked like a construction site earlier. He is. Yeah, he's teaching from the tomb. Yeah, look, there's nobody nobody in the tomb, man. That's awesome. Wow. The tomb. Yeah. I took that picture. Hey, thank you so much. Happy Easter to the Cox family. You're welcome. Happy Easter to all of Leavener family. We love you much. All right. So look, I was there. I actually have been there a couple times. 2012, 2018, I took this. And you literally can walk into the tomb, which we believe that was the tomb of Jesus. And it's pretty much empty. It doesn't get any better than that right there on Easter Sunday morning. So uh, I'm excited this morning. I'm going to take that off because I know it's uh, probably a distraction uh, there. I was saying to Michelle, look, we got, e- we got Easter lilies in the back, thanks to the Zastros. So, you know, like on the pulpit on Sunday morning, right in front of the pulpit, you have your Easter lilies. We're all good to go. So thank you for joining with us this morning here 
at my kitchen table and uh it's exciting we've got it looks like like 88 families on here at this time right now and uh just give me a minute to share with you some things i don't know if you ever realized when you're saying it you know those two words ever since ever since the preposition since is used to refer back to a previous point in time it's been weeks since i got hugs from you <laughs> and then if you add that word ever it just gives it emphasis to something that's true from that time to this time i'm going to try to pull up my friend right here i want you to meet my friend let's see I can get her to come on. Tammy, are you there? Hello. Hey there. Anna. Hello. This is Rusty. How are you? I'm great. I'm surprised to see you on television on, on, on this thing. I'm famous. I'm famous. Sure you are. You've well, always... now you're famous because you're on it with me. You've always been famous. <laughs> Anna. Yeah. A lot of people don't know you, but when you used to come to Pinheads and hang out with us, uh, you were in your 90s. What's about to happen here in a couple of weeks? Well, I will be 100. 100 years old? Uh-huh. 100. You don't look it. Well, thank you. Thank you. Hey, can I introduce you to someone else? Sure. I'm gonna see if I can get this other person to come on here real quick. Did you know this was gonna happen? Uh, not all of it. No, she didn't know. Danny DeSalvo, where, turn your camera on. This is DeSalvo's, where's Rachel? Can I hear you, Danny, can I hear you? Yes, you can hear me. Rachel, get up and come towards the camera. He has no idea what's going on right now. And neither does Anna. Stick your face in that camera so Anna can see you. Wait, we can't see her. Oh, you can't? Hey, something, Rachel. Hi. Now you can see her, right? But if see Rachel screen now? Right there, see you? We just see Rusty. Hold on. Speak, Rachel. Hi. Hello. Hello, Rachel. I'll turn my camera off and then you guys can see each other. Rachel, you don't have any idea what's going on. No. And neither does Anna, but guess what? What? You two are birthday buddies. Oh, yay. April I'm not going to be 100 yet. <laughs> April 20. How old are you going to be, Rachel? 18. You're going to be 18 and Anna is going to be 100 on April the 24th. <laughs> yeah, Anna's laughing. <laughs> Leave there's, it. There's Leave quite it. a bit of difference there, isn't there? Uh, All right. I'm going to let you go, Rachel. Rachel, okay. thanks for letting us let you pop on here this morning. And Anna, yeah, of course. We'll celebrate your birthday, that's for sure. Anna, yes. you look beautiful as ever. Thank you. Thank you. And I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait till... Two weeks, less than two weeks on your birthday, we get to celebrate you being 100 years old. Yeah, I will be. I want to ask you one question. Okay. Of your 100 years, 
what is the most memorable event that ever happened in your whole lifetime? I have to think a little bit on that because there's a whole bunch of them. I have a whole list of them right here. I'm going to talk about it this morning if that's all right. Yeah, talk about it. <laughs> all right. Anna, I love you and it's good to see you. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Happy Easter. Happy Easter, Tammy. All right. And get me back on here. How cool was that? That's just amazing. Now think about it. Ever since that whole two words, two words. When Rachel DeSalvo says, ever since I, there's a lot more ever since in Anna's life than there is in all our lives. They're saying, can you hear me? Somebody said they can't hear me. Yeah, they're saying lost audio better now. My back? There was a little hiccup in the audio, but it's back now, Rusty. Can you hear me now? Yes, sir. We can hear you now. All right, good. So let me say this again. Jim, tell me if I go out again. When you use the word ever since, there's a vast difference when Anna McCord says ever since I than when Rachel DeSalvo says ever since I. There's a lot more ever since in Anna's life than there ever was in all our lives. Think about Think about this for a second. Think about 9-11. Ever since 9-11, it ushered in a new generation of policies like the U.S. Patriot Act, prioritizing national security and defense, and often at the expense of our civil liberties. And ever since 9-11, our military involvement in Afghanistan, which continues today, has turned into the longest running war in U.S. history. And ever since 9-11, we have the Department of Homeland Security. Ever since 9-11, airport security underwent a series of major overhauls. And a service that once largely provided by private companies is now primarily overseen by the massive Transportation Security Administration known as TSA. Not so long ago, it wasn't unusual to show up at the airport a half an hour before a domestic flight, keep your shoes tied tight, skip through the metal detector while sipping your big gulp, all without ever having to show your ID. You see, ever since 9-11, we're under constant surveillance and additional security checks as we enter government buildings, public attractions, and sporting events. We're limited to what we can even carry into these events. Times have changed, and we don't even think about it as we ease into this new norm. We complained about each change as it was implemented, but then we quickly fell into compliance. Think about Anna's 
ever since. Anna, born in 1920. She was born five months before women gained their rights. She lived through the Great Depression of the 1930s. She lived through the Holocaust, World War II, Pearl Harbor. She got to see the first man in space in 1961. She lived through the Civil Rights Act in 1964. And crack cocaine came in in 1977. AIDS in 1980, the Oklahoma City bombing in 1995, the Columbine shooting in 1999, television, Elvis Presley, the Beatles, the microwave oven, the cell phone, the smartphone, it just goes on and on and on. She's experienced that ever since she was born. <laughs> brings us to today, now, today, ever since the coronavirus. What are we going to say 10 years from now? Ever since the coronavirus, we're wearing masks. We're thinking about our own hygiene and everybody else's hygiene. We're thinking about cleanliness in public spaces. We're thinking about working from home. We really have no idea how this is going to impact our future. But think back with me. What if you were a Jew during the time of Jesus' ministry? Ever since Jesus came along, things changed. I was reading out of Neb Hayden's devotional book this week. It's called Walking with a Limp. Do you realize... Ever since eternity past, you know what eternity past is, right? Like the past that goes on forever. God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit always existed. But ever since eternity past, God and Jesus determined the exact moment that he would not only be born on earth, but he would also die on earth. This is why the prophets were able to talk about it years in advance of it happening. Jesus, yes, Jesus was born to die. Jesus knew it. John the Baptist knew it. But the disciples didn't know it. They thought death should be avoided at all costs. Jesus kept telling the disciples he was going to die, and Peter kept objecting. Every time Peter's like, no, you can't die, you can't die. Peter wanted to change what God and Jesus had already determined in eternity past. Think about this. The disciples saw Jesus' death as a failure, whereas God and Jesus saw it as a victory. The Jewish leaders wanted to kill Jesus so they personally could remain in power. But God and Jesus were wanting him to die for a completely different reason. People may say Jesus dying on the cross was close, but no cigar. But this story is what God had always planned as a gift to you. A man born to die. Parents, I said, 
I was going to tell you the Easter story. I'd like to read the Easter story to you today out of the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. No, I'm not reading all those. I've taken it and edited it. So you can see in a chronological order exactly what happened. Travel back with me that great day on Easter morning. I start in Matthew 28, verse 1. Dawn was breaking on the first day of the week. The Sabbath was over. You realize the Sabbath actually ended at sundown on Saturday because the Jewish days were from sundown to sundown. So literally, Jesus died on Good Friday, and he was put into the tomb before sundown on Friday. So that would be one day. Then Saturday would be the second day. And after the sundown on Saturday, the third day had begun. But it said Mary Magdalene and the other Mary had come to look at the tomb. When suddenly there was a great earthquake, an angel of the Lord came down from heaven. He came to the stone, rolled it away, and sat down on top of it. Now, everybody knows in those days that the Romans would have been killed if that seal would have been broken, but now an angel has broken that seal. Imagine what they're going to do with that. Verse 3, it says, looking at him was like looking at lightning and his clothes were white like snow. The guards trembled with terror at him and became like corpses themselves. They passed out. They saw these angels open the tomb and sit down on it, and they literally fainted. John 20 says this, on the first day of the week, that would be Sunday, very early, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb while it was still dark. She saw that the stone had been rolled away from the tomb. So she ran off and went to Simon Peter and to the other disciple, the one Jesus loved. <laughs> John wrote this, you know. This is his letter. And obviously, he's talking about himself. They've taken the master out of the tomb, she said. We don't know where they've put him. Mary was the first one to the tomb, and she had to go tell him. In Mark chapter 16, it says, they were saying to one another, there's that stone at the door of the tomb. Who's going to roll it away for us? Then when they looked up, they saw that it had been rolled away. It was extremely large. So they went into the tomb, and there they saw a young man sitting on the right-hand side. He was wearing white, and they were totally astonished. Matthew 28, it says, don't be afraid, said the angel to the woman. I know you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. Luke 24 says, the women were terrified and bowed their faces toward the ground. But the men said to them, why look for the living with the dead? He isn't here. He's been raised. Don't you remember? While you were still in Galilee, he told you that the Son of Man must be handed over into the hands of sinners and be crucified and rise again on the third day. And they remembered his words. 
Imagine what they were thinking just standing there holding these anointing oils and perfumes when they realized what Jesus had said was now truth. Mark 16 says they went out and fled from the tomb. Trembling and panic had seized them. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. John 20, it says, so she ran off and went to Simon Peter and to the other disciple, the one Jesus loved. They've taken the master out of the tomb, she said. We don't know where they put him. So Peter and the other disciples set off and went to the tomb. That would be Peter and John. If you heard this news, you'd be running for all your might and all your strength. It says, verse 4, both of them ran together. The other disciple ran faster than Peter and got to the tomb first. That's funny. John's writing this, and he says, I beat Peter to the tomb. We wanted everybody to know that he was faster than Peter. He stooped down, and he saw the linen cloth lying there, but he didn't go in. Then Simon Peter came up, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen cloth lying there, and the napkin that had been around his head, now lying with other cloths, but folded up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who had arrived first at the tomb, went in the tomb as well. He saw, look at this, he saw and he believed. He believed. They did not know yet. You see that the Bible had said he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes. Luke 24 says, they went back away from the tomb and told all this to the 11 and all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, and Mary, the mother of James, and the others with them. They said this to the apostles, and this message seemed to them just stupid, useless talk, and they didn't believe him. John 20 says, but Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she stooped down to look into the tomb. There she saw two angels clothed in white, one at the head and one at the feet of where Jesus' body had been lying. Woman, they said to her, why are you crying? They've taken away my master, she said, and I don't know where they put him. As she said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. She didn't know it was Jesus. Woman, Jesus said to her, why are you crying? Who are you looking for? She guessed he must be the gardener. Sir, she said, if you've carried him off somewhere, tell me where you've put him, and I'll take him away. Mary, said Jesus. She turned and spoke in Aramaic, Rabbani. She said, which means teacher. Jesus said, don't cling to me. I have yet gone up to the Father, but go to my brothers and say to them, I'm going up to my father and your father, 
to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and told the disciples, I've seen the master and that he had said these things to her. Matthew 28, 9 through 10 says, suddenly there was Jesus himself. He met them and said, greetings. They came up to him and took hold of his feet, prostrating themselves in front of him. Don't be afraid, said Jesus to them. Go and tell my brothers that they should go to Galilee. Tell them they'll see me there. Verse 11, it says, while the women were on their way, some of the soldiers who had been on guard went to the city and told the chief priests everything that had happened. They called an emergency meeting with the elders, allotted a substantial sum of money and gave it to the soldiers. This, they told them, is what you are to say. His disciples came in the night while we were asleep and stole them away. And if this gets reported to the governor, we'll explain to him and make sure you stay out of trouble. They took the money and did as they had been instructed. And this story still goes round among the Jews today. Think about this. Who was the first person that Jesus returned to of the disciples? Yes, he saw Mary first. But Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 5, he was seen by Cephas, then by the twelve. Cephas, that's Peter. It's not reported in the scripture, but it is absolutely alluded here by Paul. Remember, Peter was the one when the cock crowed twice, three times, he had denied Jesus. And Jesus returned first to Peter because Peter probably needed to see Jesus the most. That's impressive to think about. Matthew 28. So the 11 disciples went off to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had instructed them to go. They saw him and worshiped him. Though some hesitated, Jesus came toward them and addressed them. And this is what Jesus said to them. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So you must go and make all the nations into disciples. Baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teach them to observe everything I have commanded you. And look, I am with you every single day to the very end of the age. Ever since, ever since Jesus was resurrected. Think about this. Ever since Jesus was resurrected, the old covenant became obsolete and the new covenant was established ever since jesus was resurrected you are able to have a new nature and your old sinful nature 
is totally removed. Ever since Jesus was resurrected, forgiveness is complete at the point of salvation. Never again do you have to ask for forgiveness because what Jesus did on the cross was good forever. Ever since Jesus was resurrected from the dead, you have been sanctified and your behavior continues to be sanctified. Ever since Jesus was resurrected, he now lives inside of you. Ever since Jesus was resurrected, you have the mind of Christ. You. You have the mind of Christ. Ever since Jesus was resurrected, we can face adversity, which leads to perseverance, which leads to proven character, which leads to hope that doesn't fail. That's a good word in today's season. But wait, ever since Jesus died, was buried, and resurrected from the dead, Paul says in Romans 8, 11, So then, if the spirit of the one who raised Jesus from the dead lives within you, ever since the one who raised the Messiah from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies. Two, through his spirit who lives within you. Ever since Jesus was resurrected, went to heaven, sat next to God on his throne, they sent the spirit to live inside of you. A holy righteous believer and you have the same spirit in your mortal body that raised jesus from the dead it's easter sunday morning yet we know that easter is every stinking day because the holy spirit lives inside of you every day Father, I thank you for my friends that today we can gather here and celebrate not only your death, that you came, that you were born to die. We celebrate that death because we have forgiveness of sins through your death. But we now have life because of your resurrection from the dead, that you overcame death and you've given it to us, that we will live forever into eternity future with you. So Lord, thank you for a day that we can just be here somehow, some way together via Zoom or YouTube or whatever. But we know that you're in the presence of all of us. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, some of you may have, may have, uh, heard about a special prayer on the Levener group. 
I've asked for somebody to share that special prayer with you this morning. If I can get her to come on. Hey, Reese. You there? Hello. This is Reese. Hey, Reese, can you say hey to everybody? Happy Easter. Happy Easter, guys. Can you read your prayer for us today? Mm-hmm. Dear God, will you keep this world safe and gather families and friends to be with you? Please heal the people who need help. Some people are scared, some are lonely, some are hungry, some are really sick. Encourage people to pray every day and trust you. Bring love to everyone. Continue to help our nurses, doctors, police, firefighters, and all others who are working to fight this problem. Thank you for bringing happiness through good weather and flowers blooming for spring. All these things remind me of Easter. Let this be a time for families to celebrate with fun activities and remembering Jesus on the cross. Please help us love you more so we can love others. Amen. Amen. Reese, did you write that? Yes, I did. You did a beautiful job. Thanks. Thank you for sharing that with us today. Happy, You're welcome. Happy Easter. Love you. Happy Easter. Love you. Does it get any better than that? That is so cool. Well, I'll, I'll tell you how it gets better. Uh, is being able to see you guys. I'm gonna let you turn your cameras on. I'd love to be able to see you. <laughs>